in a world where Mondays are taken over by a machine. Welcome to Machine Mondays. Hello, 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 Machiniacs and Schmodown fans, and welcome to another episode of Machine Mondays. I'm Janine the Machine, and first off, as usual, I gotta give a huge thank you to David B for creating this awesome track for me, the official machine theme. Thank you so much, David B, and if you want to check him out, you can find him at David B Music 21 on Twitter. Also gotta give a huge thank you to Kevin the Smasher Smiths for that awesome voice intro. I love it so much. And if you want to send Kevin some love, say hey, check out his awesome Star Wars Kotor movie. You can find all of that at his Twitter at Kev Smets. But let's get into today's episode. So my season is done. We are bearing down, getting excited for Schmodown Spectacular this weekend. I will be there, so I hope I will see some of you guys there. So I'm going to do a little bit of a spectacular preview, kind of talk about who's going to be competing and um, what my predictions are. So let's just jump right into it. First, we have Star Wars. We have Nikki Demolanta versus Thomas Harper for the big championship match. Nikki, a rookie this season, wife to former champion Andrew Demolanta, uh, really coming in and impressing, huge, taking the whole Star Wars tournament, 3-0. and uh, And Harper knew this season as well beating Nikki's husband Andrew taking the belt from him and becoming the new Star Wars champion so definitely if I'm going to talk about matches that really kind of stood out for them would definitely be Harper versus um Andrew DeMolanta uh really tough match well fought by both and just down to the wire with that one uh, and then Nikki with Gold Leader, uh, definitely Gold Leader had been really impressing, uh, somebody who, you know, rarely misses and always has this huge smile on his face because he just confidently kind of knows everything, but he actually was kind of getting some, some hits there, but he hung in there, which is not enough to get that win over Nikki and, you know, being a rookie and playing in a five round match, that's kind of a new, uh, challenge there on top of everything else just it being your first season and going through a tournament um to then play a five round match yeah definitely really intense for her and uh but also great kind of practice to go into now this championship match to potentially get the belt back to the Dimbalanta home so where do I think this is going to fall um I would love to see Nikki take it I mean for what I want yes I would definitely love to see Nikki take it see a woman with the Star Wars belt and just to see her run so far this season has really been great uh her confidence even some of her shy moments of not knowing things but kind of going for it anyway and I think we all expected her to do well, but um, to kind of see her uh, really just shine so bright, it, it has been really awesome. So would love to see her take it. But if I'm going for, you know, honest predictions, I might go with Thomas Harper, um, his commitment, you know, his intensity, his focus is there uh, 100%. So I, I think that might give him a bit of an edge. Um, over Nikki. I mean, Nikki feels like a rookie in the sense that, you know, she's really light about everything. She's really kind of 
chill about everything. Not to say that that means she cares less or anything. She just seems very kind of calm and cool and collected. Whereas, I don't know, Thomas Harper feels like he's been playing forever. Uh, He feels kind of at home in the schmodown, like he's been doing this for years. So I don't know if just kind of that focus is what makes him feel like that type of competitor. And, you know, he's had all of this time to just keep preparing and keep studying and keep, you know, really honing in on things and maybe going back to things he didn't know as well. And he's somebody who rarely misses. And Nikki has had a few kind of, uh, you know, moments where she wasn't uh, was unsure of things. So um, I would definitely give Thomas Harper the edge. He's just had more time to kind of sit with the information and prepare and kind of get in a good headspace, whereas she has not had that much time to really kind of focus in on things. So I think because of that, that might give him a slight edge. So I would love to see Nikki win, but um, I think Thomas might get the edge on her there. Then we have singles, uh, Marisol McKee uh, defending against Griffey Nooms, who won the singles tournament. Um, So yeah, Marisol, seven wins, one loss. Griffey, four wins, zero losses. Um, And he's also competing in teams. So I don't know if having double duty is going to be a lot on him. But, you know, singles and teams is like the same information you're studying. It's not like you're doing, you know, singles in inner geekdom or singles in Star Wars. So you're kind of having to split up your brain of what you need to prepare for. You are kind of studying the same things you're going to study anyway, but two five round matches um, against one of the greatest teams on top of you know, playing against Marisol. That's a lot to kind of think about. That's a lot to kind of put on your shoulders for your faction to be undefeated as well. So I think he has a lot of factors kind of maybe playing into pressure for him, but he doesn't seem like a competitor who really gives into a lot of pressure. He seems very kind of cool, calm and collected and, um, you know, has a really broad knowledge that knows things that you don't expect him to know. Um, I think he's probably using his time really well to prepare. So I could see him taking that belt from Marisol, but, um, She's been playing amazing as well. If we're looking at kind of matches that stood out for them, definitely her championship turn against Ethan, you know, he had that match and then it came down to some certain rounds and she really, you know, blew Ethan out of the water at that point. Uh, Griffey again facing Bibbs. Now, you know, he faced him in singles and, you know, Bibbs was kind of in the lead that whole match up until the end there you know, sudden death. So that's definitely an impressive, you know, feather in his cap to be a rookie coming in here. Um, You know, he's had really strong, confident wins, um, you know, played in a live event, been undefeated, um, won in teams and singles, um, you know. So he has a lot accomplished in a short amount of time. um, But I don't know, you know, if I'm going to go with my prediction, I would say maybe Marisol taking it because, again, the time she's had to really just kind of sit and devote to just focusing on things that she's not strong at and get better and get in a good headspace, whereas he might be kind of all over the place just with having to, you know, do teams and singles in championship levels against championship level players uh, and, uh, you know, taking that on for his faction. So there might be a lot of pressure on him 
potentially. And, you know, he may not show that, but I think that's there. So potentially, I think just with everything he's going to have to do that day and, you know, pull double duty, I think that might pull um, maybe some of his his focus a little bit, whereas Marisol, it has one thing to focus on. So I think that might give Marisol a slight edge there in singles. Then we have Inner Geekdom, Mike versus Robert Parker. I've loved the sparring that's been happening um, with them. I mean, it started right after the Mike Amaru match. Um, you know, I think a lot of people saw the disparity, the difference in question level between Amaru and, and Mike in that final round. And you know, that maybe led to um, Mike getting the edge there because Amaru definitely had it up on Mike going kind of in into those last few questions. So uh, and Robert, you know, was quick to call that out when he crashed that interview. So uh, definitely, you know, if we're looking at matches that are kind of we're keeping our eye on these competitors, Mike against Amaru. Uh, you know, he he was great, but he, you know, had some weaknesses. He had some chinks in that armor against Amaru. So Mike is beatable. I mean, I know he's beatable, but um, <laughs> in inner geekdom. Um, and Parker against Saul, like he slaughtered Saul. So um, if we're kind of looking at the kind of mindsets these two competitors are in, I would give the edge to Robert. So Robert is one where not only do I want to see him when I think he, he can win, I think he will win. Um, again, a, a, a situation of time, time to prepare. Both of them have kind of had an equal amount of time to focus in and prepare. But I think Robert is definitely more focused than Mike is. Um, you know, Mike lets things get to him, lets things get into his head. Robert just needs to, you know, kind of stay calm and focused himself. I think he gets a little bit hyper at times. And, you know, that could could cause some distractions for him during the match, you know, answering too quickly, not taking his time and just getting really kind of amped up. Um, I, I see that potentially being an issue for Robert. But Mike also kind of gets in his head about things. And, you know, when he has a bad miss or a bad round, he really kind of hangs on to those things and doesn't really has a hard time shaking them off. Shannon has to kind of yell at him to shake those things off and he has a difficult time. So um, I think that's probably more pressure in his head than, you know, Robert kind of getting a little too excited and maybe not focusing. But I think it's something he definitely works on. So um, I definitely would give the edge to Robert here um, for sure. So I would love, I would love, love, love to see Robert take that belt from Mike. Because I've said it before, you know, when he came into this league, Robert, he was touted to be this insane competitor. And like, I even kind of got to see behind the scenes of him kind of preparing. Um, and his knowledge is insane. And what he puts into it is insane. And he just, that first season out, he just did not have the season that everyone was kind of putting on him and expecting him to have. So, you know, when he came in, the next season really kind of kicking ass and taking names and doing so well. And, um, you know, this kind of renewed vigor and confidence, uh, it was great to see him have that season. He definitely earned and deserved that. So would, would really, really love to see Robert take it. And I think he definitely can. So he is my pick for, uh, inner geekdom. And then we close out with teams. So Shazam versus King Arthur, brand new rookie team. Again, Griffey Nooms and King Khan. 
versus, you know, Brendan and Bibbs. So, you know, I've played them firsthand. So if we're looking at matches of that really kind of show you what these uh, teams can do, uh, definitely looking at the match, uh, me and Jeff played against them. Um, it took me and Jeff missing just one question to, you know, lose that match. They went completely perfect. They missed not a single question. I don't even think they checked down on anything. So had me and Jeff not missed those questions, that would have kind of gone a different way. But for us to miss one question each and still take them to the limit, I think it's possible to do. But they are so in sync at this point, these two. They kind of can read each other really well, especially in person. But Brendan, I think, does have a bit of that hyper energy like Robert where he can get kind of in his head about things or overthink things or um, get a little intense. We saw him kind of have a little bit of uh, kind of issues kind of happening in um, in singles in the tournament. So, you know, but I think they work really well together. They really had more time to build up this rapport. Um, 12 and two, I think is their record right now. So, uh, but King Arthur, you know, they kind of came out of nowhere, but I do feel like Griffey is really kind of leading that team. Like, with Brandon and Bibbs, they are equals. But with King Arthur, Griffey, I think, is better than King Khan. You know, he's the one who misses a bit more. He's the one who kind of has to check in with Griffey, or Griffey is kind of always the one, like, leading the round two and giving most of the answers with Khan just kind of agreeing. Um, so, you know, Griffey seems to be guiding that team and taking points, so they don't seem very equal. And when you're playing a tam, uh, team like Shazam, you definitely want to, you know, have two very strong players, not one very strong player and one kind of okay player, which Khan on his own has been great. But I think just seeing him in teams, it's it, it's pretty clear kind of Griffey is a bit stronger than him. So um, hopefully he's working on it and, you know, he can um, really up his game for this tournament match, for this uh, title match. Um so we'll see. But, you know, my money is 100% on Shazam. You know, their record has been epic. Their chemistry is off the charts. You know, they read each other so well. They work so well together. Um, their knowledge is is insane. They, you know, know so many obscure things, so many kind of popular things. I was really surprised there were a lot of kind of pop culture kind of you know, populist films that Bibbs was missing in his singles match. But I think those are things that Brendan could definitely pick up like dodgeball and stuff like that. And the preparation here, I think is going to make the difference. Like, you know, what do they have time to really kind of hone in on in the time that they have before this match? But I'm definitely putting all my money on Shazam. Um, Not to say that King Arthur can't, you know, pull off a huge upset. But then Griffey, you know, like I said, he might have his, his, you know, thought process kind of pulled in a couple directions that day. So who knows where his head's going to be at, having to also focus on singles. Um, so yeah, Shazam, that's all they got to do that day <laughs> is defend that belt. So I definitely see them defending for sure. So that's it, guys. Those are my predictions for Schmodown Spectacular. I am so excited. I will have a table there so you can come say, hey, take pictures. I'll be signing stuff and have some art for sale. So um, please uh, come by and uh, hang out. And uh, it's going to be a really fun day. I'm super, super excited to see everybody to watch these matches. Oh, 
And I totally forgot about Dan versus Roca, the big retirement match. I'm ending the show without discussing that. Uh, yeah, I'm really curious to see, you know, Roca's, you know, last ride. Um, uh, you know, I feel like we haven't seen him in a bit, probably because he's kind of just been phasing himself out of the show. Um, so yeah, it's definitely just going to be a fun match for the books. You know, him and Dan have had their dances kind of back and forth. So Dan was kind of the perfect person to play him. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to go. It would be nice for Roka to win for his last match. And then Dan's kind of in a weird headspace himself, like kind of feeling like he might be done and want to take a break for a little bit. So I don't know how his, you know, mindset is going to be in that match, if he's going to be able to just kind of not take it too seriously and have fun with it, or if he's really going to be, you know, playing at that Dan Merle kind of intense level. Um, You know, I think he's always going to try and he's always going to play well, but you know, is his headspace going to be in a more fun, lighthearted headspace or is it going to be in a more kind of competitive headspace? And, you know, it's going to be a friendly kind of match. Um, You know, I always got to put my money on Dan, but it would be nice for Roka to win, you know, his last ride kind of match. So really kind of curious to see these old vets kind of play because, um, you know, it's a classic thing. It's what made a lot of people fall in love with this show and this game to see these competitors play in the first place. Definitely was my experience. Um, so yeah, definitely will be a fun one to check out. So sorry, sorry, I missed that one. <laughs> um, but yes, um, it really excited to see you guys there and it's going to be such an amazing day. So really, really amped for spectacular. Can't believe we're here. This is crazy. Um, so yeah, uh thank you guys again for listening to another episode of machine mondays i don't know if i'm going to do an episode next week i definitely want to kind of do a big spectacular kind of breakdown with guests and things and um i will be coming home from spectacular either sunday or monday so it'll be tough for me to do um you know get guests on and everything um and do a whole kind of big breakdown that monday right after so i may take that next monday off to try to you know get some guests on and talk to people and really kind of do a big fun episode the following monday so next monday there may be no machine mondays because we want to really do a big episode for spectacular because i want to have some people to kind of bounce off of and get opinions um you know and and see what everybody thought so so but I so I wanted to do something this week for sure and do kind of my spectacular preview breakdown uh, since there potentially won't be an episode next week. Um, but yeah, uh, what do you guys think? Uh, what are your predictions for uh, Saturday? It's going to be so much fun. Uh, cannot wait to see what happens. Uh, and yeah, again, thanks for listening. But of course, this isn't the only show you can find on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed. We have Morgan Hasn't Seen every Wednesday where I force Morgan to watch things he hasn't seen. We are going into December. So we are talking holiday films that Morgan hasn't seen. I really didn't think we could do holiday films because Morgan's seen like all the big ones, all the major ones. So but I actually found a couple that he hasn't seen. So we are starting with Mixed Nuts, uh, the Steve Martin film, uh, Nora Ephron, uh, written and directed. And I, it's actually Janine hasn't seen either. So I have not seen Mixed Nuts. So we will be watching and discussing on Wednesday's episode, kicking off our holiday series on Morgan Hasn't Seen. Then on Friday, we have the main show. It's a wonderful podcast. And I think we're going to try to keep it very Christmassy and seasonal over there as well. 
I switch off co-hosting duties every other week with our other great co-host Nolan Dean and Morgan is the constant host over there and it is a Nolan week so Nolan and Morgan will be talking something very festive I'm sure so please check it out we have you covered every Monday with Machine Mondays every Wednesday with Morgan hasn't seen and every Friday with It's a Wonderful Podcast on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed find it all places podcasts can be found of course we have the It's a Wonderful Podcast Patreon at It's a Wonderful one on patreon.com we have some really fun tiers you can vote in polls, help us pick things for the shows, help pay things for me to study. My season is over, but I'm still studying. So um, you guys can help me pick what I study next for uh, this off season to get ready for next year. Um, I send out artwork, um, sending out a really fun Ghostbusters print to the patrons uh, for November. So yeah, if you want to be a part of that and support Morgan and I and all of the things we do, um, please support us at the It's a Wonderful One uh, Patreon uh, and find the tier that's right for you. We also have the It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel. We definitely want to do some fun watch alongs in December, maybe some with some special guests. We had a really fun watch along last Christmas of Die Hard with Morgan's dad. And he has, uh, you know, hinted that he wants to come back. So we may try to do some fun holiday watch alongs for you guys. Uh, that will be on the It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel. So please like, share and subscribe over there. We also try to post some fun videos over there too. And some movie content, some movie discussions, um, things like that. So, um, you know, we're growing it slowly. So please check it out. Uh, it's a Wonderful Podcast on YouTube find the show on uh it's a wonderful one on twitter find me on twitter janine Bean underscore janine Bean on instagram uh if you want to get any merch for any of our shows you can find it at my t public shop at g9 design on tpublic.com if you want to buy any of my artwork you can find that at my big cartel shop g9 design.bigcartel.com and i think that'll do it guys so thank you again for listening to another episode of machine mondays i love talking showdown with you guys spectacular is upon us so excited to end this year of showdown it's been a blast so until next time guys xo xo machine out